All right, welcome back to the Hauntings of Halvrist House, a Ravenlaw side eye adventure within the Beholder's Eye universe, but not really at all. Um, so we are on episode two here, picking up our three adventurers who are named Butters, the Hexblade Fairy, um, <clears throat> played by Ryan. We've got four, the Reborn um, Humanoid or Human, uh, played by Ben, and then we finally got uh, Riley, a was it Dampier warlock with personality disorder? Is that what's going on here? I, um, they're both real personalities. <laughs> um, they're two separate people's personalities. If that helps, they're not both his. Yeah, uh, Riley slash Horus, who uh, live in the body of Riley. As far as we know, maybe it's the body of Horus. Who could, we don't know. Um, right now have gone up to the house and uh, they walked into the front room. They saw it was very creepy. It's old. They saw a ghost that seemed to come out of the room and then join the mist on the outside. Um, and then they met two individuals inside the house as well. Uh, Irina and Ez. Uh, they're investigators investigating the house and they said, hey, you guys help us investigate this place. A lot of spirits here. Interesting stuff. We're going to do some seances and try and connect with the spirits, but we need you guys to investigate the rest of the house. We'll pay you 20 gold a day to what you agreed um you just saw some portraits noticed that there was a butters noticed that there seems to be some kind of secret society and butters and um four we saw that actually in the picture of mrs not haversham but have have rest halverest halverest we got there um in the picture of mrs halverest there was a dark form that looked like the creepy raven form you all saw when you first met and that's where we ended you were all about to walk into another room um um, anything you want to do first in this parlor area? Anything else you wanted to look at? You're still there with uh, Ez and Irina. Nah, I think we're good. I'm just thinking in my head and like above the table. Do I get a do I get a dagger and just cut out the secret society symbol oh. <laughs> on the painting? You get a what? Oh, a dagger. Head, a dagger just, cut it. just cut cut into the painting. I could You're free to try. I won't do it for now. Okay. Keep it all noted. Okay, so you guys go into the second room, and this room is a long. Well, it, it's clearly like a long hall where, um, you know, like a dance hall where they used to entertain many people. It, it clearly has the lavish sort of setup to it um but given that it's been in disrepair there's not a lot of it just kind of seems like a barren stark hallway each step because it was a um a marble floor in there for the dancing creates a, an echoing effect that exaggerates the already starkness of this location you do see a uh, door, there are a couple of other doorways to your left at the far northern end of the hall. There's one that's directly in front of you, and then another one to the right, all on the far end, the, the northern end of the hall. On the southern end of the hall, right across from the door you entered on is another door, and then another door once again on the south part of it. So you've got the north part with the total, uh, there's a double door to the left, a door directly across on the northern end, and then one door to the right, and then from the door you entered once again, there's a door directly across and one to the south. Well, there sure are a lot of doors in here. Maybe one of them leads somewhere. Maybe. M most doors lead somewhere. You'd think. Let's you go want to for pick one. one? Yeah. yeah. Anywhere's a good starting spot. I also got one second as well. He'll reach into his mouth, pull out a tooth as an action. Uh, Riley, you have to keep this on you. Uh, I bet he doesn't. <laughs> it's Riley. like... It's <laughs> 
a gift from you? Yes, as we are friends, this is a gift. Okay. <laughs> the traditional thing my people do. <laughs> he'll, he'll grab it in between two fingers and he'll kind of pull it over to himself. He'll go, thank you. And just like put it in his pocket, in his kind of breast pocket. Um, I don't that have was... anything for you. That's fine. Let's go. Well, that was very brave of you, Riley. Thanks. That's the scariest thing I've ever done. Probably, yeah. I don't know why you accept it. He said we'd be friends. That's it. That's why I did it. I'll do anything for friendship. Um, <laughs> my, my completely legitimate voice. Let's go. That is a very bad policy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lonely. We're going to have touching tips and anything for friendship. <laughs> Somebody says something like that. I both immediately feel sorry for them and also want to stay away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can tell he's the kind of guy that stands just always a little bit too close. You know, and somebody's always like half a step too close to you. He's that guy for sure. Um, okay, um, random door. Uh, first door to the left. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so the, the door directly across from you or the first, the double door to the left on the north side double door it's bigger bigger is better I, I read a book about a man named double door i bet you didn't <laughs> you guys go through the double doors and where you thought that this might be an entertaining hall you realize that it was at one point of time um before but now you've entered the more updated ballroom area more of your classic ballroom area and it's becoming more and more evident that this house was built over time through multiple generations building onto a structure starting with that tower out front um this ballroom is huge and um you see broken boards mar the web-like design worked into the ballroom's wooden floor a short stage for long departed musicians stands at the far uh, at the room's far end, overlooked by a cracked stained glass window. So this is where they would have a lot of gatherings, um, and yeah, like I was saying, a lot of gatherings in here. Each of you hears a voice, a hollow, mocking voice. It reaches you. It echoes from far away, and it says. I'll give you a choice, my misguided knights. You either serve, you can join Lady Silvra, and I'll entomb you all within my fortress's walls. Or forsake your commander, bear witness to her execution, and then walk free to tell all of Transorg's justice. Uh, my mercy knows but a moment, friends. Choose. So, you hear this voice commanding you either to say you will join the Lady Silva, or Silvra, and you'll be entombed within the fortress's walls or you can forsake your commander, whoever this may be, and execute her, joining Dranzorg's justice. Do, do we know what any of those, who any of those people are? Go ahead and give me a history check. Whoever wants to. 20. No idea 20. what my rolling so well to say. Because <laughs> it's not Is the Riley going to try this? <laughs> um, yeah, let's do it. Horace will, will, will see if he knows. Um, 17. So, all right, perfect. So, Butters and Riley. Um, so, no, no. Um, actually, just Butters. So, from your knowledge, once again, you seem to have a weird knowledge of this area. Um, but from your knowledge of this area, you do remember tale of some great warlord from back in the day named Dranzorg. And there was also a lady, Silvra, who was owning, she owned this land um, before you think you remember hearing and was defeated by him at some point in time. Um, so you're remembering from his, some point in history that this was actually the land of a warlord. And you think maybe even that tower up front, now that you're recalling this, might be back from that time of his uh, fortress. 
Okay. Um, God damn it. That Dranzorg, <laughs> the trifling of upstart. We should side with the nobility. And which one is that? Lady, yeah, what, Lady what's Silver. Face? Lady Silver, there you go. The fine Lady Silver, Silver of course. Silver. We, side with the fi- we side with the fine noble lines anyway. Nobles are in charge for a reason. What about the whole being entombed thing? That doesn't sound pleasant. Of course, neither does executing some lady. Uh, it may not be a physical entombing. We could be entombed in service of the defense of the realm to, to fit the entombed on its walls to fend. And being entombed is rather comfortable. Well, I dug out, so, because it wasn't comfortable. And I was sort of alive, I guess. Well, we choose Lady Silver. We will help her. Lady Silver? Alright, so those who... Okay. So everybody chooses Lady Silver? Um, what you see as you choose Lady Silver up there, on that stained glass that's back there in the background, suddenly see small images of yourself as though they've already been built into the stained glass. For Riley, we do see two shapes on top of each other. You're very, you recognize them both as Horace and Riley. Um, you know, kind of like two silhouettes. Everyone else, you see your images and you see cracks go through the stained glass. What do you do? Why is my picture in the window? I believe that's the choice we just made. Ready? Come on, please remember. Keep up. Indeed. Although I, it might have been your other fella, huh? Um, the one you don't believe in. I, I have bonus action to telepathic message into the back of uh, Riley's head. Of, you made this choice. <laughs> can, can can you hear what's in my head? I I don't think I can hear. There is one other door in the back of the ballroom, by the way, guys. Uh, off to the right. It's a small door. We should probably continue through that door. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. nothing's going to come of this, us being in the window. There's, there's no response. Just wanting to, I can just send you a message if you're within 10 miles of me, up to 25 words. <laughs> Got it. Perfect. See, there, because like, as my noble self, I don't want to hear you ba- hear back from you. <laughs> I'm just sending you a message. You, uh, you go to that door back there in the back and open it up. Inside is a closet. You see in the closet it is a um, filled with it's filled with like decorations and party decoration there's a banner um, that depicts a bunch of winged seahorse on it clearly for children and it says happy birthday Regan and Bastion as you guys see that you hear children cheering in the background behind you as though there is a party going on in the ballroom and you see a woman standing there who says don't don't let him know they're still here it's the woman from the front of the house that you saw previously. She dissipates again and flies away. The sound of the children echo throughout the hallway or, or the ballroom, though you hear no, or though you uh, don't see anything. Now, Otto's physically shudders at the, the sound of children. He dislikes <laughs> human children. What a shock! <laughs> Loud, messy, and disobedient. Why would anyone like them? Now, what what is the point of those two out there doing a séance? There's clearly ghosts and whatnot all over the place. You do not need to conjure them up yes well, maybe these ghosts are only showing us showing themselves in my presence they respect nobility maybe there's other people just don't command enough presence that is quite a possibility well i guess we should not let whoever it is know that these children here right she seems like a nice ghost a little bit scary very scary it, it's certainly good that we hold a, a possible secret bargaining chip or a leverage that we could use later. That is disgusting. Well, why wouldn't we tell them? They're our friends. We, we've been over this friendship stuff, right? Let's continue moving. Yeah, but we're <laughs> friends now, and you didn't think we were friends earlier, so obviously I was right about that. Yes, we are friends. And we yeah. Giving of one's tooth is a sure sign of friendship and not something creepy at all. Yes, we he's my from... friend in both body and mind. You come from very different realms, I guess, for being that I'm not yes. this one. 
and let's move on. Indeed. Uh, anyway, yeah. So after <laughs> they dissipate in the ballroom, um, what were you? Was there anything you wanted to do? Well, we were just ar- not arguing. We were talking about uh, whether to turn the children in to whoever. Um, of course, Butters was all for that, but using it as a value, bargaining chip. A valuable bargaining chip that we could use. Like, he never said we're directly going to do it. He just doesn't like human children. They're yeah. noisy, messy, and disobedient. Which, of course, I had a problem with. I'm not sure where Riley's at on that. So Riley's of two minds on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, what? what um, so what's the plan, guys? Are, are you going to go, but you know, turn those kids in or what? I guess nah. we continue looking around the house before we make any decisions. Yeah, figure out what's exactly going on. And while debating whether or not to turn in children, we'll call the episode. Thanks for listening to Beholder's Eye, Ravenloft, episode two. Anything for friendship. Hope you enjoyed the show. We had a lot of fun mixing things up a little, and uh, I really enjoyed trying to run things out of a module for a change. It's, uh, it's a little different, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Beholder's iPod. You can follow us on Twitter at Beholder's iPod. You can follow Ben, who plays 4 at Miro4D2. Ryan, who plays Butters at Duff Duff the Third, and Sam, who plays Riley at Sam Slot 007. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Editing and music by Sam Canary. Music from filmmusic.io. Our house by Alexander Nakarada. Our story begins by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 licenses. CreativeCommons.com forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0. Sound effects by Zapsplat.com. Please check the show notes for further details. 